Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Yanka Gabrielova from Carmel Fit out of Carmel by the Sea, California. What's going on? What's going on, Yanka? How are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you on, excited to hear um, you know, a little bit about what you have going on. I know you just started your facility about a year ago, so that's really cool to hear. Um, but let's not waste any time getting into the nitty and gritty here. How did you get started? Um, what is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility in the first place? Well, that was always my dream to be my own boss. And um, so I knew that one day is going to happen. I worked for uh, many gyms and then I worked for one gym here in Carmel for 15 years and I was going to people's homes as well. But uh, I find myself working really, 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 really hard for very, very, very little money. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, you know. So I got to the point where... Um, I start not enjoying my job because I knew who I am that I had to, I had to be my own boss. I had to, you know, uh, so actually the pandemic uh, made it, I mean, the pandemic was actually a blessing in the sky for me. I know it was uh, very hard for other people, but that actually pushed me because we were laid off from work and I had to survive in order as a single parent to you know, make some income for myself, my son. And that's what pushed me to really kind of um, go for it. And I started to train people outside and, and then uh, words start spreading and little by little by little, you know, that I ended up having one dumbbell, one bike, few bands all of a sudden I have a full set of, set of equipment um, outside of my house uh, covered with tarps <laughs> you should see how it looked like but anyways it worked it was outside and then all of a sudden you have two people and then you have 30 people and it got very successful because people need to be out of their house and exercising and everything was closed and yeah. it was amazing I mean that was unfortunately fortunately was the Probably the, I was, that was my most successful times during COVID as a trainer. I, it just, it gave me the push and what I really wanted to do. And the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, awesome. And good for you for, you know, the, the strong people always stand out during, during rough times, right? And you had your back against the wall and had to make something happen and you did. Um, so, so good for you that, that you're making it to this point where things are starting to roll and come together now. Um, so I know you're offering uh, a majority of private training. You're also doing some group training too, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because yeah, uh, I, um, cause you know, where we live, you know, things are, you know, expensive and one, a lot of people need one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, attention, but there is also people who would like to work out, but they cannot afford it. So I created like a group training where it's way more affordable, but you sharing 
the space with others. But the way I do group trainings, I am very, let's go, let's go, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, like I, um, my group trainings are usually um, almost like it's private because I don't waste time. I don't spend three hours to explain uh, how to do one exercise. We, I show them and let's go. And then I, you know, then I tell the people how, what they do wrong, but we moving. So it's pretty much you're getting one-on-one, but um, you know, with group, but like this, you know, we don't waste time. We go. Okay. Okay, cool. So, so how, how many um, clients are you currently serving right now? Oh my God. Someone asked me that last time. You see, I don't ever count. I just go weekly. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think last time I counted was, close to 30 35 35 awesome yeah so um as of now but you know i don't know everybody knows as a trainer it, it's like one week you you know fluctuates right yeah, it's like comes and goes it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not always very consistent you know and, and how are your co- clients paying are they paying on like a monthly basis on a per class basis um so I always prefer kind of, well, I have packages, you know, I have a uh, one session, obviously it's the most expensive. Then I go six right. and 12 and okay. I um, just stuck to three um, options because as we know, the uh, if you have too many options, it's very overwhelming and yeah. no one will, you know, pick. So I just did one, six, 12 and obviously 12 pack, um, it's the cheapest. And so I have a one hour sessions, 45 minute sessions and 30 okay. minute sessions. But my actually, the one thing, my expiration dates are really quick. So I give, you know, let's say uh, extra, maybe three weeks on a, for expiration, but I, I don't believe in that you buy a package and Good for you. you come here and like, oh, but you left. No, you yeah. either, if you buy it, you use it or don't come here. Like what's the point of even hiring a trainer? So, right. And that's a bad thing about that model um, that, that you're talking about right now, where people sell classes by the pack um, is a lot of them don't do that expiration date. And then before you know it, you know, you have clients coming in six months after they paid um, you know, and barely, you know, using their personal training. Um, so, so having an expiration date is really smart because it, you know, gives you, it, it forces them to be motivated in a way. And then it gives you more breathing room to, you know, being able to, to cycle and make money on a monthly basis. Um, but cool. So you're sitting at about 35 clients right now. Um, I do always like to ask is 35 members somewhere where you want to stop at, or is that somewhere um, are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Well, I would like to, you know, I think 35 is enough just because um, I know this, uh, the way my gym is uh, and who I am, it's, we get very, which is not necessarily always the best thing, but um, we get personal, you know, we, I am very caring kind of trainer. So I'm not just like one, two, three, four, five and get out. You know, I, we yeah. talk yeah. You know, a lot of my clients bend to me a lot. So after five, six, seven people a day, I am like a squeeze tomato. I'm so drained because it's, it's a lot of energy exchanging. And then I have to go home and take care of my son. So I found myself, if I work, if I have a lot of, lot of clients, I am, uh, it's not good for my mental health. It's I no, no, no. so uh, I kind of, for me right now, I'm looking at, because I still have a teenager, my son's going to be 13 years old. So right now I'm looking at where I am able to 
it pays the bills, but I'm also at home with him. So I know that I might actually work a little bit more once he gets older, because then I don't, you know, he's wherever he is. But right now uh, he still needs me. So I don't want to spend all day from morning, evening at the, you know, at my work and abandon my child. So yeah, yeah, you're definitely uh, a boss, you know, you have, you have that grit and, and that's, that's a tough, you know, situation of being to 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 be to own a business but at the same time have to train so many hours throughout the week like I'm sure it really is draining um have you ever thought of of figuring out a way to to move away from that direction maybe hiring more trainers yeah Yeah, well this is not a problem um eventually it will happen but the way I grew up again the way I am I get very because I worked so hard for my living and my living was always based on commission so when i had a client i get paid so there was that extra hard work to get the client and the client would stick with me so i am uh, i build this gym and um people say why don't you have a trainer here and then take the pressure off of you but right. i don't know i'm so attached to things because i work so hard for them so i still don't see right now which is not necessarily a good thing having someone else and bring their own clients and now we are sharing and I, I, I come back and then the gym is a mess or things are broken or things are missing. I, I don't know. I can, uh, I'm like little, not little, I'm total control freak. So yeah, yeah. You know, I totally understand that. Right I'm, now I, it's mine. So I know it works, but if it gets to the point where who knows what can happen, yes, that will be an option, but it has to be the right person for me. Or maybe like who is there from morning and um, when I come, they leave. Because also, the, my gym is like, my model is you come here and you can be who you are. Like if you wanna cuss, then cuss. If you wanna be angry, when we, yeah. you get in fights, whatever. So the, if there is someone else training uh, and then hearing us yelling and screaming, it's not necessarily a good thing. So it's kind of, it's very private in a way. So it's kind of, it's working right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I just, um, you know, I, I definitely agree on that. It, it is hard as a like a new business owner to let go of the reins for certain things. Um, it's just su- super easy. I talk with a lot of a lot of gym owners, you know, and, and a lot of them end up getting entrenched into, you know, day to day for being being a, you know, almost an employee to their business, right? And, and being stuck in that day to day. And so that's why when I talk to people, I always, you know, try and open their minds, like, if not, you know, if not now, then when, you know, and it's always important to have your business optimized so that years from now, when your son is a little bit old, a little bit older, 17, 18, you know, you could be able to take days off, take a week off, go on vacation, um, and not have to feel like, I can't leave because, you know, I, my members need me. Um, but definitely. So, so a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a um, good point for you to, you know, reflect on the past year that you've been a gym owner. Um, but what was something that was more difficult than you expected when it came to starting your business? Uh What was difficult? Nothing is difficult for me because uh, I grew up, uh, you know, 
put some dirt on it and move on. So I just, I don't know, I never, I'm such a survivor. So I don't look at things difficult. I think my, what is difficult is because like I said, I have certain reputation and I, ha I have to learn now, which is more for me to, to be a little bit more, um, I'm very empathetic, very, uh, understanding but also i grew up in very very harsh environments and i as an athlete as a basketball player and playing professionally so the way i grew up the coaches and the way people talk to us was very verbal and let's go and like so here i have to learn to be more babying people and it's so hard for me it's so yeah. hard for me so i think that's the one thing against me i have to learn to be more okay and grab this dumbbell. All right, are you okay? It is so hard for me, like, because I wanna say, grab the dumbbell, let's go, you got it, come on, cha-cha-cha. So some people, there's, because we're in the older, where we live, it says newlyweds or nearly dead. So I have a lot of older clientele, so I have to learn to speak their language. And if you grow up this way, and yet it's still, as I'm 43 and it's, I'm having a hard time because I wish I can just say, I, I wish I can be like how it was. I really like that when I grew up, kind of like, just Hard. do it, you know? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different culture for sure. Oh um, my God, uh, he, culturally, I don't know. I would think that I've been here for 23 years that I would learn, <laughs> but it is hard. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I uh, yeah. I don't like <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> So, so I know you just started um, about a year ago and you filled up you filled up your clientele pretty quick here. You got 35 clients within a year. Um, how what was your process for getting new members or new clients? Were you was it mostly word of mouth? Did you already have the clients? Did you try any, you know, paid digital marketing? No, I actually I know because again, who I am, it has to be word of mouth. So when I training clients and when they you know, I get, I get, um, I get judged by its cover. So they see this crazy Slovakian running around and they're like, it's so intense. But then when you get to know me, like, oh my gosh, she's cool. So the people have to come through the door, get to know me. And these clients who got to know me, they're like, oh my God, she's great. And so they told others, you know, about me and because of, it has to be word of mouth. So the people like, are you sure? Because Yanka is this, this, this. No, no, no. Go, go give her a chance. And then they come and they never leave. So always, I have clients for years, years. Not like, you know, there's some like, you know, buy a six pack and that's all they need. But most of my clients are years and years and years, you know. So, so I guess I do something right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and what's your process when you do get like an interested lead? Let's say it is word of mouth. Someone's interested in your facility. Um, and they come in, um, what's your process to turning them into a paid member? So I remember when I started uh, as a trainer, you know, of course you like, you know, you don't have the confidence, you don't know what you're doing and you, right. know, you, you sound very desperate. Like, oh my God, I remember doing things like, geez, or if you sign up with me, I'll give you three more extra free sessions and like begging someone. <laughs> and because I was very young, but now the more you, I've been doing this over, oh my God, how long? Uh, 17 years I don't see yeah, something like that uh, now with the confidence and you you know what so what I do I always tell the client how about we try one session 
And then you can decide if you really like, because I think um, it's all about connection. When you connect with the, uh, with your client on a, on a level that they can trust you, like they feel comfortable around you, yeah. you know, they will sign up. So I give them the option, hey, why don't we just try one? And who knows, I might not be the right person for you. And, and if you like me, then let's buy the package. And that's how right. I approach situations so that I don't force them. And then they can kind of like, you know, you know, get a feeling who I am and how I train. And then if they like it, they'll sign up and I'll, they don't like it there is someone else for them that who can give them that maybe the softer baby type you know yeah yeah you know okay cool so so if another question i think what would fit well from you considering that you just started your facility a year ago but it, uh, but if you could wave a magic wand here let's say a magic business wand right and you could have your business be in the exact position that you want it um what would that look like to you what's like that that golden dream business that you that you want. So I don't know if I can answer this right. I don't know. You know, we talked about if I uh, sometimes I don't get the questions, but obviously what I have right now wasn't the vision vision uh, because I always had a like a vision having a bigger space and open right now because I was forced to look for a place. I have a like a it's like a four little offices and I made it like this is a cardio room this is a bar room this is a metal room this is stretching room but uh, my vision was having like higher ceilings and more uh open so I can see everybody I can yell at everybody and I'd running room to room and yell at them you know so <laughs> I <laughs> love it I want to slam the ball so thankfully where I work I can go outside and there's a concrete and we're doing slam balls you know I yeah. love those and I have the also where I always wanted a facility where I can also work outside because you never, never know what's going to happen. If another pandemic happened, I have the option to be outside. So this one has a sliding door that goes out for on the parking lot. So that's yeah. really good. So, uh, cause some people still prefer to be outside. Uh, but the vision is, Obviously, uh, I'm not working for money, but money working for me. So I have to figure out yeah. how I can do like more groups, definitely like having kids in and um, uh, because, you know, with groups, you work less and you make more because you right. make more, you know, so that would be more the, you know, but also privates and I don't know, some throw some clothing in uh maybe uh create an app online that people can work i you know i have so many visions but uh like i said i i go sometimes way ahead and i have to stick to one thing at a time because yeah, yeah. distracted you know with so many ideas and uh and it's just me so hopefully get to the point where people can come and um pay for the space and train their own clients and you know but you know it will it will come to it you know i don't i really don't um definitely i mean i just know as an entrepreneur too like like having so many goal i mean not just not that it'll be the death of you but 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 i have an overactive mind too where i have there's so many things that i want to do um, and you kind of have to pick and choose the best route to take to accomplish each of them right um, so I know eventually you want to move to a bigger facility, get that dream facility of yours with the tall ceilings, you know, the outdoor space. 
what do you think has to happen at your current facility right now in order for that to happen so that you could be in the position to move to that bigger facility to you know get that bigger space um, would you say it's you know starting group training classes at at your facility or getting more group training people um, would you say it is maybe charging more um, getting more clients um, doing nutrition accountability charging more for extra services what do you think uh, just what you said yeah uh, more groups more maybe create a model where um, it's a monthly, you know, charges like, you know, like, uh, it's like a memberships, you know, but with, with the memberships also, like I said, um, I wanted to start with memberships, but then I was like, wait a minute, I have a child that sometimes I barely see him because I have to work because I'm commissioned. And then if I uh, created a, a, a model where it's all based on, uh, uh, memberships because remember people come see Yanka not uh, Angela you know it's yeah, my yeah. gym so uh, I would have to be literally married be married to my job because when you're on the memberships you cannot just take a week off it's like right, all, right. all the classes Monday Tuesday blah 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 so I was like okay it's not gonna work for now so I feel like I will be more open once my son is a little older so right now it works it pays the bills and thankfully I'm very frugal too so it's not like I have expensive taste and uh it's working and yes, definitely uh, have just what you said, you know, maybe memberships, maybe some nutrition, maybe some, uh, you know, um, and I feel like each year people, I get the word out more. Right now, there's still people don't know. They still think I work at other gym, you know, or they thought I moved away. So, you know, it takes right. time. It takes exactly, time. exactly. And I'm happy for you. You look like, you know, <clears throat> you're you're doing well for this first year so many people they get into gym ownership with a passion for helping people for changing lives um and they forget that there's this whole business side of things that you have to be good at as well where you have to be able to you know optimize your facility to make the most revenue you have to be able to market you have to be able to you know keep track of your numbers um and a lot of people forget about that so that's why you know i at least try to touch on that subject a little bit but but awesome. I agree as well. I think you're killing it this first year. And there's definitely, you know, little levers and switches that you can make a little bit in, within the model that you have that'll either make things easier on you or put you in a position to make more money so you could continue growing. Um, but cool. So you said you thought about doing nutrition accountability before. Is that something you've done in the past as a personal trainer? No, because you know where we live, a lot of people like to just. It's it's interesting. Uh, uh, that, uh, people here, they 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 hire trainers so they have a trainer. A lot of people are really lonely, so they hire trainers so they can have yeah. a friend in their life. Yeah, <laughs> I go home and have a couple cocktails. So you just have to kind of like I was when I came here. I was so like, <laughs> but then the older I got, and I realized. It's just what people really use trainer for. Some people really use them to lose weight and stay in shape, but some- It's a therapist, right? Body and like, let me unload, you know, the, uh, throw all my stuff on you and talk to you or not feel lonely. And they, they, will, they will go have the cocktail. So I'm like, you know, have the freaking cocktail, but then, you know, you got to work out harder. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's very, yeah, I don't, um, where I live, it's more old money, 
the older people. So it's a different mindset. You know, it's, it's not, I'm not in a big city where there is a lot of athletes and, you know, we live also in a very expensive area. So, you know, that is like the best recipe to be in. I know athletes business, but also, you know, um, yeah. High, High ticket clients are always, you know, you know what you want. And and then the, uh, you know, the skill to get the high ticket clients is by providing value, like you said, um, you know, so, so definitely, but cool, cool. So we know what you want for your business now, Yonko, right? We know that you love, you have a passion for helping people for changing your clients' lives. Um, but, but what is it that you want from your business? What's like that big why for you, that big picture? Um, what do you want it to give back to you? You know, it's, is it freedom? Is it, you know, um, is it just peace of mind? Do you enjoy how it is now? You know, um, do you see, is there a bigger picture for you for the next couple of years where you're trying to take your business? Yeah. You know, there's times I get so excited and there's times I sit in the car and tell myself, Jesus, can I do this? Just because working with people, it's so hard. And when you become a, um, you know, you get very personal with your clients because you see them so long. And they also there, it's like that, that fine line where you, uh, you friends and you care. And then you, they're also your clients. I don't hang out with my clients, but you know, we, we get very personal at the gym. We, you know, we know a lot about each other. And then it can be that one time they walk in or I walk in in a bad mood and we're going to, uh, in a fight and all of a sudden, you know, uh, all of a sudden, um, they don't want to train with you because you pissed them off. And now you lost a client because of stupid something. And, um, that is where I having a hard time. Uh, I wish it would be a mentality when I play basketball, like when, what happens on the court stays on the court. Like when I would play basketball with the girls and we'll go crazy and, uh, and then at the end we would shake the heads and we'd be like, good job you are so awesome and leave it on a court it's like i wish that life would be the same when people come to your gym and uh and just you get it happens i mean uh you know you get in arguments if you don't get in arguments i feel like the person doesn't care but because i have a huge heart and my clients have big hearts and we we were just passionate and and i just i i have to find a fine line where do you you know and so Sometimes my friends say, oh my God, you have to stop pissing your clients off. I said, I know, but I also, yeah, anyway. So there's times that can I, how long I can take this job working with people? Because I think it's the hardest thing to work with people because everybody has different personalities. Mm. Everybody are, I am very thick skin. I have a thicker skin. There are a lot of people have a very sensitive skin and it's like, how I have to learn how to manage it. I'm still working on it after being a trainer so long. It's um, so I don't know if I want to, I don't even know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. I sometimes I wish I can sit in the cubicle and not talk to anybody, but then yeah. sometimes I, mi- I miss the, you know, the, the connection with people. I don't know. It's still a learning process for me, you know? Okay. Well, definitely, definitely. And I, and I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Yanka. Um, but before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your Instagram page, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Oh, so, uh, okay. So I have a website, uh, 
um, it still looks like a five-year-old did that because I did it and then my girlfriend helped me, but it's uh, carmelfit.com. Uh, I have a, uh, I post free workouts on my um, Instagram page and it's, uh, the name is carmelfit under, what do you call that thingy? Under? Underscore. Underscore, yeah. So carmelfit underscore personal trainer and Right now, I have a Facebook page. It's under Janka Gabrielova, my name. But I mostly, I mostly post things on my Instagram. I feel like it's, uh, I like that platform better because yeah. on Facebook, there's too much other things, you know. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, we absolutely appreciate your time, Janka. I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Matt Marshall and Colin Harrell of 804 Strength in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Matt, Colin, how you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, thank you for coming on, sharing your time. I know uh, life of a gym owner can be crazy, especially for coaching as well, which I, I know you guys are coaching too as well in the business. So. Appreciate you guys you know, spending 45 minutes here with us. So let's dive in, guys. So Matt, Colin, why did you guys decide to, and I know you guys uh, recently bought this gym, so a new a new business venture for you guys. Why, uh, why, go, why go down this route in the fitness space? Why take this entrepreneurial journey? Uh, what kind of led you to that decision? And what's it been like so far? Uh, so we're in a little bit of a unique situation. So, you know, we did buy the gym. We're not starting from the ground up. Um, the gym before us was in operation for about three years. Uh, two of the most recent years, Colin was here, and the last year of that, um, I came on. Um, the kind of kind of a long story, but the owner moved away. He opened another location. Um, originally, thought that he would be coming back to this area. Um, you know, life happens, and you know, he decided to stay out there. So we were presented with the opportunity um, to buy. And, you know, it, it just made sense. Um, we had been the face of the business for, you know, a year and two years. We were yeah. pretty much running everything, um, you know, the day-to-day -day sort of things. Sure. And then, okay. you know, that was it. Um, you know, we, we kind of hit the ground running. Um, and, and, you know, it's been 10 weeks so far. And we've just been trying to, you know, make it our own uh, since then. How was the first 10 weeks been? From uh, you know, just from from uh, just the whole whirlwind of it all of taking over and running this business. Uh, surprisingly, fairly seamless. Um, we have a pretty good relationship with the uh, previous owner. Um, so you know, he's been kind of helping us do it um, a little bit. Um, but 
for the most part, you know, our clients, they have a lot of trust in us. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, on our end, you know, coaching is, is important. Um, but, you know, finding the, the, the balance of now having to kind of shift our mindset a little bit has been fun. Um, definitely different, you know, but we're, we're both enjoying it and we're yeah. able to get a lot of help when we need to, um, you know, just from our, our clients are actually a huge help. You know, they're promoting us. They want to tell everyone about us. You know, they're excited for us. So it's been really good. That's awesome, guys. That's awesome. Um, in one sentence, and either one of you guys can answer this, why, why would you say you got involved in this industry at the start? Why, like, why the gym industry? Why the coaching industry? Uh, is there one particular big reason behind that? Uh, and well, it's probably going to be different for each of us. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, in one sentence, you're gonna you're making it tough. Um, I, I I don't like seeing people do uh, things incorrectly, and I mean that in like the the least um, pompous way possible. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, totally, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was in the gym once I figured, you know, or once I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, you know, I wanted to help other people, and yeah. you know. From there, it's much more than a sentence, but that's kind of where it all started. No, I get it. Yeah, it's hard. I know we could probably talk for 10 hours about the yeah. why. Oh, I know. But uh, yeah, the sentence kind of makes us narrow it just a little bit. So basically to have, Colin, anything different than that? Um, I just have kind of always found myself in somewhat of a leadership role. Um, yeah. And I just have always enjoyed, you know, putting myself in situations where I can help other people at the end of the day. So kind of similar in the fact, like we want to obviously both impact people positively, right? Like that's, yeah. that's our goal. I think that's all of our goals in this, in this industry. So uh, right now, guys, what do you have uh, as far as clients in the gym right now? How many people are we serving right now? Uh, right now we have about 54 clients, give or take a couple people on trial memberships. Where would you love that? Where would you love, how many people would you like to impact or serve? Um, well, between the two of us, I think we can probably handle about 70. You know, it's it's interesting. We were just talking about this, um, but, you know, we train a, a full book of clients. You know, we there's rarely an hour of the day that we offer sessions that we're not training sessions. Um, so with our small group model, you know, we can have four people in one session slot. So there's always somebody, um, you know, however, right now we only train about 30% of the capacity of what our schedule could hold. So, you know, for us, we don't necessarily have to work more and that's sure. You know, I got what you're saying. To, to make more money. So, you know, getting more clients and more exposure um, is going to be the biggest thing. So for us, before we need help with another coach, you know, we're probably looking around 70 to 75 clients. For sure. No, I totally get it. So, uh, yeah, and I, like we talked off camera, I love your guys' model. If you just describe to the listeners, like, uh, the model that you do have for training. I know you just mentioned Colin's small group training, but just talk to us about that a little bit more and how you guys do it there at 804. So it's, we always try to maintain that one to four coach to client ratio or less, you know, right. we have four slots, but if not all four get booked, you know, you know, then we have two or three or whatever it is. Um, we do have um, three hours Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that we open up to eight, and Colin and I are both here, so those are our most popular times. So we can accommodate eight people, and you know those are our our most dedicated members. You know it's a little bit more higher energy. You know five to seven a.m. You you wake up at five, you've got to be motivated to be there. For sure. Um, so outside of that, though, you know you know it's the one to four. Yeah. Um, you know 
I, I came from the college world. So I kind of like to think of our style of training as a, a watered down uh, collegiate style of training. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're not doing the conditioning that you would have a college athlete do. Um, you know, we're not doing snatches and cleans with our clients, but we do focus on uh, strength training and we do have a conditioning component in there every day in some shape or form. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And uh, why did you guys choose this model and not say like a big group or one-on-one or some other kind of model? What, what, what was about the small group that really appealed to you guys and that you thought was the best approach here? I think it, it just allows us to coach more. Um, it allows us to get the, you know, obviously with the small group model, you know, you get the best of both worlds, but um, we definitely enjoy the the craziness and the, the hustle of, you know, having multiple people in there without getting to be sloppy. You know, we really feel like we can actually get that individualization and not just, you know, saying that. I know a lot of people will say that, but we really feel that we can have a, a big impact on people's, whether that's, you know, technique or, having a conversation about an injury that they have going on or what they have coming up, you know, whether that's a marathon race and how we can game plan for that. And if, you know, we need to dive into little details, you know, we're very detail oriented people, especially Matt. Um, but that, it just allows us to coach more. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, Matt, any same thing, any, any other thing you'd like to add to that? Yeah. Um, Second that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, what well, shoot? I had a good question for you guys. I just blanked on that, but we'll come. We'll come back to it. Oh yeah. So with that, kind of what you said, Colin, with the with the coaching side of it, do you program for every person individually, or do you still run the group, the small group, is like, say, a big group but just condensed? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, so I'd say about 90 percent of our clients, you know, we have a a rough skeleton of you know eight to twelve week program that of where we'd like to see them go. Um. You know, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to back squat or anything like that. Um, but there are a handful of clients that, you know, really just need to be either taking a different direction altogether, or uh, maybe they're, you know, need a little longer to get integrated into what we're doing. And that's fine. Um, Matt and I sit down. I think, you know, we communicate really well with each other on, you know, developing those, those game plans for people um, and whether when they, when we feel like they're ready to jump into a little bit more of a um, that skeleton of where we like to see people, then we can kind of start working them in. But, you know, we have a handful of people that we do have individualized programming for, yeah. but for the most part, you know, sure. we have that kind of a college feel yeah. to it. Yeah. We kind of think of everything or we write it in a way so that everything can be scaled up or scaled down. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. To, to their level of where they're at at that certain time. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, kind of explaining your model. Again, I think it's a terrific model and it gives us a lot of flexibility as business owners, as coaches, and as clients, you know, coming in there to, to you know, use these services. Now, how have you guys gone about marketing in these first 10 weeks here to get clients? I know you've increased about 10 or so clients in 10 weeks. So what is like your overall marketing philosophy to kind of grow this business? Um, I'd like to think that, you know, we really want to be... <laughs> We really want to get out more in the community. Um, you know, right from day one, we had a, a ribbon cutting um, with the Chamber of Commerce. That was really cool. You know, we got a few members from that. You know, we did a little write up in the paper, which is awesome. Um, in the past, with our previous owner, we've even done some um, challenges. 
or no i was going to say the writing in the just local oh, paper local papers, you know yeah. just doing some articles you know getting people to trust our philosophies a little bit um and also just seeing us as people you know a lot of our clients feel like they could call us about anything or right. developing those relationships and um yeah yeah there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of formal marketing, yeah. um, you know, like Facebook ads and stuff like that. That's definitely stuff that we've talked about and, you know, we want to explore more. Um, but within this first 10 weeks, um, a lot of it has just been organic from word of mouth and just the release of, hey, there's a new gym in town. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yep. That organic growth is definitely a real thing, especially in the beginning. You know, like I recall back in the day, people just started showing up and you know, we were in the back of a warehouse. And people just showed up randomly, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you just brought up Facebook marketing there, Matt, and uh, any kind of digital advertising. Obviously, these are massive platforms today, the biggest in the world, right, clearly. How would you guys think, how would you like to use that to your advantage to get your, your awareness of your brand and your coaching style? Because, you know, for me, it's always like people outside the gym have no idea what the hell we really do, right? Like, they don't know if we're good coaches or bad or whatever. So, it's like, how do we get that awareness and branding out there best in the best way. So would that be using this digital marketing and running ads or challenges or something along those lines? I think ads would more so than like challenges because okay. um, okay. that's just kind of not our really our style. Right. right. Um, but I mean, I know how hard I get peppered with ads for other gyms in our area. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if we could, you know, get, get in front of more of those people, um, you know, once we get people in the door, we're, we're pretty good about, yeah. keeping them here um yeah. you know and our turnover from people who do our trials to stay and actually buy sessions is pretty good um so just by getting in front of that many more people i think you know it's it's going to be a good good value for us when we uh, get to that point yeah man getting them in that door is key right that's yeah. the hardest thing to do for sure so once i do come in that door what does that process look like for you guys i'm a new client coming today how do you get me started um is there an initial meeting and then how do you go, do I get thrown right into a group or how does that whole thing work for you guys? So, uh, however they contact us, you know, we have a contact site on our form or if it's through a friend or whatever, but we always try to get in contact with someone within 24 hours. Um, and we even ask them how they want to be contacted, whether they want a phone call, a text, email, or whatever that is. So within that 24 hours, we, uh, we contact them and we try to set them with a consultation time. And depending on our schedule and what their schedule is, um, we may uh, kind of like cl close the gym for that hour consultation or, um, you know, the other coach will be here running sessions while one of us does a consultation. Yeah. Um, within the consultations, you know, it's, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. We're getting some of their background, um, trying to see what they're looking for, if we're a good fit for them and vice versa. Yeah. And at the end, we'll kind of take them through some of our, our bread and butter warmups, as well as a very brief movement screen. Sure. Um, we do all that within 50 minutes. And from there, um, they can buy a, a trial package. So we offer four sessions, 99 bucks. So pretty low risk in terms of, you know, what, they, you know, that's a very cheap session rate compared to what, you know, it would be in a lot of situations. So, Cheapest session yeah. rate that we offer. So it yeah. kind of gives them a feel for our pricing standpoint too. Right. If it makes sense for them. So for sure. Yeah. How do you guys go about, I know you guys are packed there and I know you, you guys kind of split the day up, right? It's who's there and who's not there. Minus those couple hours in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we either, you know, he's in the morning and I'm in the evening and or yeah. vice versa, except for those Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five to 7 a.m. Like I talked about, um, we're, we're both here. Yeah. So two questions there, guys. So one, 
how are we able to, how, how are you able to best schedule these new folks coming in um, with your with your packed schedules and then I'll ask you the second question after that yeah so like I kind of talked about a little bit earlier was you know right now we're only around 30 percent capacity um, right. with our schedule um, even though we're there all day you know, yeah. there's still room one or two sessions usually in every group so yeah. aside from I think we've had you know eight people more consistently than ever um so it's starting to get to the point where we're getting a little bit um running into a few more challenges you know getting people into those earlier mornings but for the most part we don't really have too much of an issue just yet and i think that's kind of where you know we're seeing that second coach fit in eventually um just so that we can open up all sessions to that eight availability slot yeah, kind of like my next question, and and then before we, before we get to that, like, what are your what are your session times right now? I know you have five and six a.m. What does a typical day of sessions look like for you guys? Uh, five a.m. to ten a.m. So our last one starts at ten on the hour, and then we go three, four, five, six p.m. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. And within those first between like five and seven, yeah, you you know we'll do triple the amount of volume that we would do you know the rest of the morning. Okay. Okay. So clientele is early, early morning clientele. Every area is different. Every town is kind of different. Every part of the town. Uh, I remember my gyms are night heavy. You know, some gyms are morning heavy. So uh, yeah, those five amers, they'll be there for life. Like, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna stay forever. So with retention guys, obviously a big part of this business. Um, I know it's only been 10 weeks, but you've been there for a while before that. And I think with a small group or personal training model, retention is better because we get to talk to people like intimately we become more than just a, a fitness coach or a personal trainer, right? Um, so I guess the better question is, what are ways you engage your clients uh, when they're not in the gym, whether it's communicating via text or uh, Facebook groups, and then do do any other kind of scheduled events um, you know, within the gym, outside the gym, just to keep people engaged, coming back, you know, day after day, week after week, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start with one and I'll let yeah. Colin add in. Um, one thing that we're big on and we kind of pitch this in our uh, consultation is accountability. Yep. Um, you know, we have a platform that we use that where you have to sign up for sessions and, you know, you're expected to be there. And if you're not, you're going to hear from us. Um, or if we know that you typically train with a certain frequency or a certain day a week and you haven't scheduled, um, we reach out and, you know, check in on people, you, you know, to make sure that one, everything's okay. And, you know, um, what can we do to help you kind of stay back? or stay on track. Right. So just constant communication with, with people like that and staying on them. Yep. Um, I think that also helps just build a relationship and build rapport since they see that like, all right, they're not just, you know, taking my money, you know, they actually want me to be there and want me to succeed. Right. Exactly. Showing that we care, we have conviction what we do. There's a great quote. I can't think of it right now about that, but, uh, it's, I'm blanking <laughs> out, but yeah, I, I agree totally. Uh, they have to know we care before they care, you know, so it's yeah. super important. Yeah, Colin, anything like that to that? Um, yeah, you know, obviously that made a lot of sense, but you know, just the fact that most of our clients are referrals or they know someone because that that brings in that, that friendship aspect where that's like the first thing people want to talk about when they come into the gym, you know. We do a lot of, I don't want to say competitions, but people are competitive here, so they want to when they see that person, that's the first thing they, you know, want to ask about is like, how did this go for you? Or did, how was that Monday morning or things like that? So um, that's exciting for us because it, it does bring into that accountability aspect. Um, and it's just exciting for our members. 
Yeah, I agree. It's a huge part of it. Obviously, we're accountability coaches too. End of the day, that's why communication piece is massive, and that's why a small group is key because yeah, people still get that social piece and also the private personalized coaching, which yeah. is terrific. So now with this model, guys, um, as far as I know, we're already ch- charging a higher ticket than like say a CrossFit or a Gold Gym or what have you. You know, like are there any ways you've been able to increase the average revenue per member, um, whether it's adding a nutrition element, supplements, uh, merchandise, anything else like that, um, online online programming option, anything else like that where you guys have been able to increase average revenue per member or, or thinking of things you're thinking of doing? Yeah, so we do do, you know, gear and stuff like that. Um, that's definitely not our, our bread and butter. We're not looking to, you know, get rich off gear. That's just, you know, advertisement for the gym. Um, but the number one thing for us is getting clients who – um, and I will say this is one of the things that we, you know, aim to I don't, change um, yeah. from the previous gym where we we're at. But you know, we had a lot of people training twice a week. You know, our goal is to get them training more frequently, sure. so that obviously, you know, if they buy 25 sessions, yep. if they're training three times a week versus twice a week, we get paid more, and they're getting more out of training. So you know, they're going to start seeing more results, and you know, the buy-in is going to be even better. So. Yeah. And that's one thing we did change is it before it was a monthly where you could say, you know, it's basically like you're allowed to train twice a week or this many sessions, which averages twice a week or three times a week. Um, and now we offer sessions. So, you know, you can really train as frequent as you want. Um, and some people are still kind of stuck in that mindset. Well, just twice a week, you know, we're now, you know, you can actually buy a larger package and save some money um, yeah. and train more frequently. And in turn, you get more out of it. So it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, is that was that your main reason behind that change? Because you literally read my mind, Matt. As I was writing it down as you said it, um, I was going to ask if you guys have always set it up package wise. But so yeah, what was that main change from going from the m- monthly membership to the package? Was it just so they could train more um, at a cheaper rate, I guess, and then buy a new package. Yeah, so that was one of the reasons. Yeah, probably the main reason. Um, you know, we a lot of the processes that we processes that we do, we try to simplify. Um, we try to, you know, make things as seamless as possible. Um, and, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, they have kids or they're teachers or we train a lot of people in law enforcement. So they work really weird shifts. So with that monthly package, we want our clients to get all of their sessions in every, every month. So with that, it was becoming a little bit difficult if someone goes on vacation and, you know, we have rules in place where it's like, okay, you don't, these sessions don't necessarily roll over. Um, However, we're pretty good about working with people, but it became a lot as we started to grow that it wasn't sustainable for me to be able to go in and pause memberships and add on different things. So it was almost like having a session package anyway um, with the way we ran it, just because, like I said, we want people training. We don't want to just take people's money just for the heck of it. You know? Yeah, 100%. No, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just glad, yeah, glad to ever talk about it because we can, we can set a membership so many ways. I've seen it a thousand ways, right? So, uh, um, yeah, just interested to see your guys' take on it and your approach to it. So with um, with this model, right, and um, what's your guys' vision here now? Do you foresee any challenges with a capacity issue? Like once we fill up, say you get to 100 clients, um, is the way to fix that just adding more coaches so you can kind of double, triple, maybe quadruple the, the hour, the people there in the same hour? Or what do you foresee when once you do get to capacity? Uh, is it maybe a bigger location? Um, so I guess, yeah, any challenges you guys foresee coming with, in that capacity issue with your specific model? Yeah, so, you know, our two to five year plan, um, we'd like to 
address it before it becomes a problem. Hopefully, um, you know, with our families, we're both. It's a good problem. Good, yeah. yeah, a good problem, yeah. right? Great problem. Yeah, definitely. You know, and as our families are growing, we need that life balance that's important to us as it is our clients. Um, so working and burning ourselves out is, is not going to be an option for us. Um, we want to do this for a really long time because we love it. Um, so as we start to grow and we add that coach, we basically, rather than creating more facilities and things like that, we'd like to expand basically so that, you know, we can have two other coaches in here and we can pull out a little bit, um, without burning ourselves out. Um, being able to have eight clients in every spot makes it harder to step away because you do take a bigger hit if you do have something family that comes up. So yeah. being able to prepare for that and not having that be a problem in the future. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, always a challenge for sure. Always a challenge for sure. In your current facility, Colin, are you guys able to expand or would you have to move somewhere else down the road? Um, that'll depend. Um, so right now we're in, we have two units of, I want to say maybe 15. Um, we started off as one unit with 1500 square feet. Now we have 3000 square feet. Um, there is someone next to us. I don't know sure. the situation with their lease contract, but that'd be something we could explore. Um, we still have a little while before we're gonna figure that out, but awesome. Awesome. we'd like to stay in the same Richmond area. Though. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and what is the competition like in your area? Is anybody doing the same model as you guys, the small group only model? I know we probably have CrossFits and Anytime Fitness and whatever else is going on, like big, big box gyms. Are you guys kind of unique in your model and approach? Yeah, from from everything that I've been able to see in our area, um, we're the only ones who have the small group model the way that we do it, where it's not just a small group, you know, boot camp or anything like that. Um, you know, it's where it's more personalized. Um, otherwise, we have, you know, your your Gold's Gym and your commercial and, you know, basically everything else. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely are unique to our area. Yeah, I love it. And like, like say you had a crossfit there that was like, you know, 10,000 square foot gym, but they may only have a class with four people in it, you know, a lot of classes probably. And they're like, I think they're missing a massive opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I really love what you guys are doing there. Um, as far as like philosophy for you guys on like supplements and like the nutrition piece, I don't think we talked about that yet. Where do you guys stand on that? Um, is that a product or service that you're, you have or maybe adding or, or not at all? Overall philosophy on those two items, nutrition and supplements. Um, we don't sell anything at the moment, um, with, with our 50 minutes and how compact it is, yeah. it's hard to dig really deep into that with our clients. Um, we do, you know, when we can, yeah. um, but yeah, it's not something that we offer outside of our, you know, our normal session packages. Um, we have talked about, um, the nutrition side of things moving forward and maybe adding that in. Um, but you know, we're just in the, the very beginning stages of, of business. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not something that we want to leave out though. You know, we, we, we realize this is a, you know, a, a holistic process and there's more to it than just the hour that you're in the gym. So thousand percent. Yeah. And like our, our members, they're going to go spend money on that stuff. The vitamin shop down the road or, at, uh, you know, nutrition place down the road or get a nutrition coach online these days, you know? So like, I think if we get to offer that, I think it's awesome. So yeah, cool to hear you guys are going to be adding that. Um, so I know uh, we talked about a lot of things here, guys. What What is your take on uh, using technology? Obviously, from a marketing standpoint, we talked about any thoughts of going like an online platform, uh, programming, coaching. Like Colin, when you brought up like people traveling and you can't charge them, I thought about if you maybe had an online 
online coaching platform. You can shoot them workouts while they're away or whatever, you know, but big, bigger, bigger question is, are you guys going to add that in uh, to your, to your program at all? Or have you thought about it or how else do you use technology? Um, it's something that we've, we've talked about. Um, we even attempted it with the previous gym that we were at. Um, it just, it wasn't something that we could dedicate enough time to doing and maintaining um, to do it right. Yeah. So that might be something that as we start to take on more coaches and delegate a little bit, that's something that we can dive into a little bit more. Um, it's something we'd like to do. I wouldn't say that, you know, people being away is a, a huge challenge of ours at the moment. Um, but finding something that maybe makes programming a little bit more simple. Um, that's a goal of ours in our first year is to, you know, start working on those processes and cl uh, client data tracking um, yeah. and how they're doing is something that we're probably, that's at the top of our list. Okay. Um, not exactly sure exactly, well, how we're gonna do that just yet, but it's something that we definitely see value in because um, our clients, don't necessarily see the the day-to-day -day progressions you know they don't see the value in two pounds but you know over six months if we can sit down and show them look you've put on this much to your deadlift or anything like that you know they're gonna be like, wow that's that you're right that's that's pretty impressive and that's gonna be things that they're gonna want to talk about so that's just that that building that trust in our clients and that relationship that they do get to see the big picture a little bit more they might not see it every day yeah. So data tracking is probably where we're going to go first. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah massively important, right? We have uh, information we can relay back, relay back to them and check in, check in on it, you know, periodically, and uh, gives us some way to measure it. End of the day, we have to we have to measure these things, right? Now, yeah. what about uh, so you guys are business partners? How how are you able to best navigate navigate that? It can be tough. I had a business partner, uh, didn't end terrifically well. Um, how are you guys able to have a successful partnership? Any key attributes to that um, characteristics or like defined roles you've given each other? How do you best, you know, navigate this? Um, well, I think it started with, we were just coworkers for a year beforehand. Um, and within that, you know, it was just us. So we spent a lot of time together. If we weren't working, you know, we were here lifting together or, you know, just shooting ideas off of each other for things within the gym. Um, so we built, we had a really strong foundation of friendship and I know friendships don't always make good partners, but so far, um, you know, we, we've been doing well and we haven't had any issues and we worked together well for a year. And so that was kind of a litmus, litmus test to show that, you know, we could work at a deeper level together, um, you know, from now until, you know, forever or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Colin, anything to add to that? Um, just finding each other's strengths, you know, Matt has some really strong qualities about him. And I think there's some that I might be a little better at and just being able to talk about that and figuring out what's, how we can distribute our time the best. Um, Sure. Communication has been huge in this first uh, six months, even probably yeah. before we knew um, that we were going to do this whole thing. But, you know, just finding more efficient ways to do things and communicating, you know. Yeah, it's massive. It, it, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, I do think that, like, being friends, I do think that's good. I think that's a lot of benefit to that. You know, you knowing knowing each other for over a year, not just randomly going into business. And, like, kind of like you said, like, uh, knowing, like, your own strengths, I think that's massively important. 
And if you can bring like kind of two different strengths, at least in some areas, I think that's huge. And like communication, obviously big thing, but it's a big part of this business, right? There's a lot of partnerships, um, some that work, some that don't work. So I think it's cool. We get to talk about that. And I think those are the three biggest uh, you know, aspects that can definitely to lead to uh, success with us. So um, appreciate you guys sharing that with us. Now we talked about what you guys are doing, uh, uh, your model, your memberships, uh, how you got started, where we're looking to go. Before we go big picture stuff, just talk to us about like your programming methodology, like how you program, what's like your methodology behind like, the madness, if you will, to your programming for your clients. So every day is full body. Um, so depending on when you come in, depends on the workout that you do. Um, it, gets a, it gets a little confusing, but we have basically three days that most of our clients revolve around for about four weeks. And then um, we change that, but it's all part of a, like Colin said earlier, a bigger, you know, eight to 12 week plan. Um, within that, there's always a big compound movement. So for example, this week, um, day one is a trap bar deadlift. Day two is a bench variation. And day three is a squat variation. Um, and I say variation because that's part of that individualization. Not everybody does back squat. Not everybody does, you know, regular barbell bench. Um, but it's, it's always full body. It's always, um, complementary to the other days so that, you know, some people do day one and three, some people do all of them, but you're always going to get a full body workout. And within that, there's always a conditioning component. So sometimes that's one of our challenges. Like, uh, we have a 25 calorie bike challenge going on, on, on this day, but on another day, the conditioning might be more of a circuit style program or programming towards the end of the workout. Um, so the bread and butter is getting stronger yep. while doing it in a safe way, you know, for our population, realizing that, you know, they're not, they're not college athletes, right. but um, trying to within that have some competitive components and have fun with it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Have some fun. Let's still have a progression. So a plan, right? not just right. organized chaos. Yeah. I yeah, love no it. random workouts. That's kind of right, right, right. Workouts. no, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't lead us anywhere. Good. Uh, Matt, what would you say is like your demographic of client? What is it? What does that look like? Um, our average client is probably late thirties, maybe early forties. Okay. Um, male, female split 50, 50, or probably a little more females than male. Probably what would you say? Like a 60, 30, 60, 40, or yeah, about that. probably a 60, 40 yeah. female to male. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Pretty good. Perfect best clientele to work with. I think the place we can have probably the, the best impact right on people's lives and health in that area. So uh, that's awesome guys. So let's, let's just, let's wrap this thing up. So uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, the next 12 months, like define goals you guys would love to achieve. Say we met next, uh, what, May, May 2nd today, next May 2nd, 2023. Where's 804 strength May 2nd, 2023? Um. Hopefully we're training 150 sessions per week. Um, we have another coach underneath of us that complements, you know, what we do really well. Um, there's definitely some renovations to this gym that we'd like to see that would either add to the flow of how we do things or aesthetically um, that we can start to market. Um, you know, whether that's people feeling like, hey, I want to take a picture in front of this, this sign or things like that. Um, Matt is going to add some lockers. He's got his own, you know, woodworking company that he's developed himself. So he's going to add his own personal touch to that, which is going to be really cool to show people that our clients are excited about. So yeah, just getting people more excited with those things. Um, and then, you know, just having fun with it. 
it's it's a definitely an adventure. So we're looking forward to um, just working as hard as we can this next year. Oh, God, love it. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Yeah. I mean, all the things that Colin said, um, the biggest thing for me and like long-term goals is uh, I'm, I want to be a present father. Um, I don't want to be so not, not just, not this bad, but I don't want to be so successful in a business to where I can't spend any time at home. You know, I want to have that balance. And that's why I left my previous job in the collegiate world is because I, the balance wasn't where I wanted it to be. Right. Right. So, um, growing our business to get bigger so we can hire more coaches to still maintain the same quality of training that we have now um is you know our closest step to the right direction to where i think we want to be long term i love it, I love it. yeah i love it guys i love what you guys are doing i love the model uh i love that we're just kind of getting started here and it's like this is the most fun time like you guys remember this part forever you know it's, it's awesome and i love that you guys have been able to form a good solid partnership here and uh take this thing to awesome heights so Matt, Colin, appreciate you guys coming on today and uh, sharing your story with us, where you're, where you are, where you're going. Where can the listeners check you guys out online, social media? Where can we find you? So all our socials were at 804 Strength, yep. and then our website is the same, right? 804 Yeah, 804-Strength.com. Beautiful. I love yeah. it, guys. Uh, appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on, and we wish you guys the best of luck. It's been a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys too. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Karis Johnson out of Urban, California. What's up, Karis? How are you, man? Doing well, man. How are you doing? Glad to be here. Always good, man. Always good. We're excited to have you on. And um, now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with your facility and, and with your business and as a whole, uh, first, tell us a little about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place. Yeah, so I would describe my business, uh, Dark Horse Elite Athletics, as an all-inclusive sports performance and personal training business. So what I aim to do is when I see my clients, obviously, you know, I see them two to three hours a week, but I want to tap into the extra hours throughout the week when they don't see me. That way, one, we're making bigger strides towards our goals and two, you know, just being able to uh, mentor and educate and teach them like, hey, like, you know, it starts with training, but everything else that happens throughout your week, ultimately, it's up to you. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. 
but we have to make sure we have to fix certain things in your lifestyle so that your specific goal gets met. And so um, I aim to provide uh, more than just the training aspects of nutrition, recovery, mentorship, education, um, holistic health, and then physical and um, psychological preparation. So that's the base of what I do and the reason I got into it. So I played college football, um, played throughout high school, ran track. And when I got done playing um, football, I was kind of in a bad spot where I was like, you know, I wanted to go to the NFL. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. But obviously, you know, that doesn't last forever. Right. And so um, I had some really great coaches growing up, people who um, really influenced me to one, be a better person, but two, like just, you know, give it my all, give it 110% and everything that I did. And so in college, um, his name is Coach Scholes, Coach Dave Scholes. He's actually the director over at um, Louisiana Tech now. But so he was one of my big influences, um, Nathan Kenyon out of Northern California. But these guys, you know, really just made a, a difference in my life because when I was younger, it wasn't always, you know, easy to afford training. And so um, Nathan Kenyon was like striking deals with other coaches to try and get me, you know, to be able to work out with Olympic weightlifting facility and all these different things. And so, um, I think once I had those role models more on like the sports performance side, I knew like from my experiences, I can help athletes, you know, get to the next level and ultimately, um, get to where they want to go, whether it's in sports or if they want to, you know, major in business or whatever it may be, um, just giving them, you know, some guidance and, the right path yeah no totally and, and so how long would you say uh you've been a trainer for now so it's been about six years um told me to start like from the beginning whatever you want man <laughs> totally up to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's been six years so i remember i came back um from playing at utah state for two years and what happened was um I got recruited there, talked to um, the head coach when I originally committed. I was like, hey, like, coach, you're going to be staying there? You're going to be staying? Because uh, in the press, they're saying he was going to leave to a different school. Um, and so I committed to him on a Wednesday. That next Wednesday, I get a call from everyone. They're like, hey, like, Coach Anderson left. Coach Anderson left. So, I mean, I was only – I was a 17-year-old senior. So when I was in that spot, I was like, you know, what do I do? So luckily – um, the offensive coordinator stayed at that school and he's like your scholarship offer is still good sign with us and then in the spring you know we'll find a running back coach and he'll um, he'll take care of you so spring comes around I go out there in the summer and um, I meet up with the running back coach and right off the bat you know we get along whatever and then as we started to get more towards the season um, I ended up getting hurt so tore some ligaments in my ankle. Um, and after that, what happened is um, I didn't get to play as much. Um, and from there, like the relationship between me and my coach just didn't, it was, wasn't a good relationship overall because they try to change my position and do all these different things. And so I was 19 years old at the time. So I'm like, of course, I was stubborn back then. So I decided <laughs> to leave, <laughs> went to a different school. It. Um, did really, right. So I did well over there. And then from there, um, 
since I was out of sports, I was like, you know, like, what do I want to do? You know, do I want to coach football or do I want to um, be a personal trainer? Like I didn't really know. And so what I did is I got a job at Whole Foods and I absolutely hated it. But <laughs> so I was working six to two at Whole Foods. Um, and then what I was doing is every time somebody would come in line, like if they're wearing a uniform or I would kind of, you know, observe and watch kind of what these people did because they're coming into obviously Whole Foods. You spend a lot of money to go in there. And so First. Uh, one guy, he was a CHP officer and he's like, hey, man, like, you know, you're still young, you know, you can try and do this, try and do that, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the next person who I saw and hit it off with, he was a manager at 24 Fitness. Um, and so I talked to him and I did some research. He's like, Hey, like we have a scholarship program for coaches like yourself, um, to get certified. I'm like, okay, like, um, I'll go do it right now. Like I'll go apply and then I'll let you know. So I apply two, three months passed. I haven't gotten a call back. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, I thought, what did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like freaking out. And so, uh, what ended up happening is, I would always go to that 24 fitness when I was younger. And so what happened is whenever you go to 24 fitness, obviously they're reaching out all the time to get you a membership. And so when I was like 15 years old, I had blocked the number on my cell phone and that was the same number they were trying to call me off of when, <laughs> when I was uh, going to get hired. So, yeah. So the manager comes back in. He's like, Hey man, like you've been really hard to contact. Like what's going on? You know, we left you voicemails. And so I look in my blocked uh, messages and I see three voicemails from them. I'm like, dang, like <laughs> I could have had this job, you know, weeks ago. And so uh, I talked to him, like we ironed it out. I ended up getting the job there. So from there um, started I think I was there, you know, eight months to about a year. And then they wanted to make me the assistant fitness manager. And it was like a dollar pay raise and more paperwork. So I'm like, you know what? Like, it just didn't seem worth it to me at that point. So I moved over to um, Equinox in Berkeley and got, got a job over there. Um, started working with a lot of, um, you know, being a lot of college students and then a little bit of older population. So like 40, uh, 40 plus and then from there, uh, I really wanted to get out of my comfort zone because one, I was still living at home with my mom and my brother. And I just wanted to get out because I knew eventually, like from that point, I wanted to do something in the personal training business or sports performance, but I wasn't sure exactly what part I wanted to be in. And so moved out of the house, moved to Lemon Grove, um, down by San Diego County. And, um, from there, I got a job at a fitness club, and then I also got a job with a facility who worked with, like, a lot of MLB guys, um, a lot of softball players, like, mainly mainly baseball and softball. And like so an athletic While I was there – sorry, exactly. Gotcha. Oh, no, you're good. So, uh, learned from um, – I would consider him one of my mentors over there, and then learned a lot from one of my other mentors at the fitness facility – and between the two, I was kind of torn. I'm like, you know, I love both, but, you know, I think I want to find like my true niche. And so I met my girlfriend out there. Um, when she graduated from school, we decided we we're going to move to Colorado where her family was at. 
And in doing that, it pushed me to find a job out there. So I was looking around, you know, I couldn't really find anything of interest, but um, University of Colorado, they had an internship spot open. And I had reached out, I think the internship spot started in January and I had reached out in like October. I'm like, hey coach, like I'm really looking to, you know, broaden my horizons. I wanna see, you know, if this is the right fit for me. And, you know, he reached out within a few weeks and, you know, I ended up getting um, the spot. So I went out there and honestly, after a month, I hated it. <laughs> One, because what was happening out there is a lot of the athletes were getting hurt before they even got on the field. And I, obviously I'm not going to name names, but this guy was getting paid like $250,000 to run a program where these guys were getting hurt and like all these different things were happening. And, you know, me being a coach, I'm like, first, I don't want that to be on my resume because I mean, it just didn't look good. It's, I feel bad for these guys and I built a relationship with them and they're wondering, you know, why they're getting hurt. And as an intern, you can't really say anything. And so I'm like, I'm torn between, Hey, like I really want this job, but you know, do I want this guy to be my manager? Do I want this guy, you know, to teach me? And so after a month, I made the decision to leave there and then I ended up getting hired at Colorado School of Mines where, um, so they're like the top, one of the top four this past season, uh, division two programs for football. And so worked with them, learned from uh, their head guy. And like when it came to training, biomechanics, um, everything was like in line. We used force plates and all these different things to um, work with our athletes and you know from that standpoint going from what I was learning at Colorado to going to a smaller school which had a lower budget I was learning a lot more at Colorado School of Mines than you know the bigger school so I was there for a year and then my girlfriend was like hey like if we win the lottery <laughs> I want to move to California <laughs> well I'm like one I know California is expensive, but you don't need to win the lottery to move to California. Like whatever you want to do, we're going to set our eyes on it. And then I can get, I can really get a job anywhere. And so she got the job she wanted. And then I started working at a facility um, where we worked with NFL combine guys, um, like high level amateur athletes. I was working with the Anaheim ducks, the junior ducks, taking care of all the teams there. And then we got five guys ready for the NFL. Yeah. So we got a, five guys ready for the NFL combine in 2021. And um, it was an amazing experience. The head guy there was a great coach and, you know, someone I look up to. And um, I think what really pushed me is one, the level of athlete we were working with. It's, it's an amazing experience. I love to work with guys like that, but in turn, I also like to work with the younger athletes because you can really grow and mentor and develop these guys into one, you know, upstanding and good citizens, but two, like just guys that will um, really buy into what you're teaching them. And um, from there, you know, I was only making, you know, $25 an hour in Orange County, you know, you can't, you can't live in the county if you have, if you make that much an hour. And so I was like, you know what, either, you know, I go out on my own or, you know, I have to figure something out because on the side, I was selling shoes and I was doing really well in buying and selling shoes. And um, my connection for all the shoes that I got just dropped. And so he dropped and I'm like, hey, like, 
I'm in a position where, you know, I either leave or, you know, something has to be done. So it was kind of do or die in that moment. So I left, so decided to rent uh, space at a facility. And uh, I left with one client who wasn't happy with another facility. She's like, hey, like, um, whatever they're doing with me, it's not working, blah, blah, blah. So had her there. And then um, since then, you know, I have grown to uh, 33 active clients and then 40 total. Uh, the other seven are in uh, their sports seasons right now. So it's been amazing because one, um, what you talk about, like, believing in yourself, betting on yourself. Um, and it's kind of, it's like what I dreamed of, you know, being able to go out on your own and, you know, you don't have to answer to anyone, but just making sure, you know, I, I control all aspects of my business. And so if I want more clients, I have to go get them. If I want, you know, to put myself out there on social media, I have to do that. You know, like I send the invoices. And so making sure that everything is, you know, all the systems are set that way, everything runs smoothly and there's no like bad Yelp reviews or bad reviews or anything like that. Totally. And, and on, on the topic of, of clients cares, how do you go about finding new clients? So there's an app that I use. Um, it's called coach up. So coach up, basically I put my resume up there for, um, like my coaching resume, my athletic highlights, and a couple other things. And what they do is they do all the marketing for you and um, they'll bring clients to that profile. So they'll message me, um, they'll reach out, they'll be like, hey, you know, so-and-so needs training for this and I can respond to them, you know, figure out times to get them in. So I've used that a lot. Um, I've tried a couple others, but I think the one that's been best for me was, was coach up, especially on the sports sports performance side and I also have gotten um, a handful of uh, like general fitness clients on that app as well yeah yeah and um, so uh, walk me through this Ken Karras so when someone is interested in working with you walk me through the client journey of you know they're interested they want to sign up walk me through the sales process of them being like hey I want to join how you go about signing them up and then onboarding them yeah, so what I'll do is, one, I want to make sure that anyone that comes to see me, that they're ready to purchase. And I want it to be where, like, a mom is forcing a kid to come in, you know, he's not really not into it. And so it, it really is an application process. So what I'll do is, um, initially, they'll find me, I'll send them the application, be like, hey, like, fill this out. Um, and then I'll get back to you, you know, within 24 hours. And so when I'm doing that, they fill it out, and I'll ask questions like, hey, like, um, obviously what sports do you play? What, what are you looking to achieve? Um, cause in my case, I don't work with, you know, bodybuilders or physique, uh, competitors or anything like that. So I think just from the jump, I want to make sure I filter it so that someone, you know, I could actually help. Or if I know someone who would be a better fit then I could refer it to that coach. And so they fill out an application. Then once we're done there, we'll get on a phone call. Um, typically a zoom, cause I like to have a little more FaceTime with them. That way they can see who I am and a little more intimate per se. And then after that, um, I'll do a complimentary session with, uh, the athlete or the client. And then what we'll do is, um, really go into depth of, you know, why it's important to 
do specific methods for whatever sport or whatever their lifestyle is and just reassure them that whatever problem they came to me for is, is going to be fixed. Um, but obviously if it's something like, you know, Hey, say like, Hey, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds in two weeks. Well, <laughs> I'm not the right person for that. Or, you know, realistically that's not going to happen. So I just kind of first bring them, bring them down to earth. Like if there's a, a unrealistic goal, but making sure like, Hey, this is how, um, or this is what you want to do. This is how it's going to be done. So just making sure everything is, you know, explained to them. So they feel confident yeah. in what I'm doing. Totally. And, 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 and let me kind of turn the tables here and kind of let you self-reflect on yourself. And I think it's always a good question mm -hmm. just to, to, to just be honest with you. Um, and so, you know, in, in the fitness industry, there's about three pillars of business that we typically use more often than any. Um, and that's uh, lead generation, which is your marketing right? Um, lead acquisition, which is your sales, and then retention and ascension, which is retaining the client and having them buy more from you in the process, whether that be a different, a different program or, you know, maybe merchandise. Um, of those three, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Ooh, I think um, I would say lead generation, because even though I do do uh, like posts on social media, um, I'm a little torn whether I want like a TikTok or not, just because with my clientele, you know, I don't know if they're on platforms like that. Like, I don't know if they're on the Instagram. So um, I think lead generation would be my biggest thing because I don't want to rely just on an app for that. I want it to be where like, oh, like I need to fill in a couple hours for this week or I need to fill in a couple hours, you know, during these times. Then that way I can set it to where here, like if I get you know, 10 leads, I can close on five of them and I'll be in a good position. So definitely a uh, lead gen for me. Awesome. Man. And the last question for you here, you know, um, if and it's a good question, because I there was a guy two weeks ago who literally walked out of the room for 10 minutes and came back and was like, I'm ready to go. And we're like, okay, let's go. Um, so let me ask you this, man. Uh, so if you can go back in time and, uh, you know, give yourself one piece of advice when you first started this, uh, this journey on your own, um, what, what would it be? Man, so if I, I would say probably start, um, start out with a couple more clients just because, uh, I do, since I did play, um, sports, like I do like pressure, but there's two different types of pressure, I think. So obviously, you know, when you're living with your parents and, you know, you lose your job, it's not going to affect you that much, right? Whereas, you know, I'm living on my own or with my girlfriend. And if I don't pay bills, like that reflects on myself, like that's going to affect her. That's going to affect a lot of different things. And so um, when I first came out, like, obviously I was very confident in myself to be able to get clients, which I did a good job with, but I think um, I should have been more prepared to take on more clients earlier one, because financially, obviously, when you're paying rent and you only have, you know, a couple clients, you know, you're barely making ends meet. And then uh, two, just being able to um, be a provider for my family is obviously one of the most important things for me to do. And so I think that would have set me up better in the long term um, for being able to do that. So I think that it's definitely um, something I, I would have told myself
Yeah, totally. Look, well, Karis, uh, that's a pretty good place to start wrapping things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Karis, you know, shout out your website, your Instagram, where can people find more about you? Yeah, so um, on Instagram is uh, darkhorse underscore KJ. Um, I'm not really big on Twitter, so find me on Instagram. Um, and then it also has my website up there. And then uh, if you want to reach out to me, um, there's an email box where you can do that as well if you have any questions. Yeah. Totally. Karis, thank you so much, man. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. We look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining about talking about your business model within the fitness industry, click the description below, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.